0: Yes, hello world, huh? (laughs) Oh, wow! In your
1: life have you seen anything like that? Bite the candle! What? I thought Poulter was number two in the world. (laughs) Um. Expect anything different? All possible, Garrett. Yes, it is, Frank. Yes, it is!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And how about the wry smile on Tiger's
3: face? what's happening everybody welcome back to another episode of the srp i am colin joined as always by my compadres Kari and jacko papa
2: what's going on jacko not much boys not much just adjusting here getting used to the old dad life but uh certainly no complaints Uh, really enjoying it so far but uh yeah anyways ricks what's going on here you're on a little little bit of an adventure this past weekend
1: I, I did have a bit of an adventure. Me and a couple of buddies went on a houseboat. I did get a little bit of golf before we went on that houseboat. Played, I was just telling Call before we came on, just played awful. Couldn't find the swing. Give her, like you say, hit the first one right, not far enough right to the OB. And then the next tee shot, snap hook one left, and I I was in trouble after that. So uh swings in a bit of shambles right now and i have a stroke play tournament coming up this weekend so i need to find something Ooh, somehow little, some little way. competitive golf for you yeah wow. i like it i'm gonna <laughs> test it shoot my couple 80s and get out of there it's gonna feel great there I you can't go. wait for that as far as uh the interview we're releasing this week is with uh hannah Gregg. Mm-hmm. i was absolutely blown away at one her opinions in the game and two how well spoken she was um listen to that interview close. Cause she's got a lot of good points. And, uh, there's a couple of times where she went in a different direction with what the way I was thinking. And, uh, Her arguments are way more convincing than mine. And hopefully when her golf career is done, um, she doesn't get in the podcast game because we'll be in big trouble, boys. (laughs) She totally will.
3: Awesome interview. Before we start, I have to give a shout out to my cousin, Andrew, because he absolutely roasted me on the golf course yesterday. He fired the smoothest (laughs) 64 I've ever seen. So uh, Uh nice playing, (laughs) Drew.
2: that any good? that (laughs) any good?
3: Yeah. Six I thought you said he was
2: nine under going into in eighteen though.
3: <laughs> no, I'm know. just going to leave it at six four. He doesn't get any more credit than that. Yeah, That's yeah not I not in my a
2: shout out to most of the Rosses though. They're you know they're all studs between you know all Andrew, Chris, and Nick Ross. Whew, those are some absolute studs there. But uh Apple doesn't fall far from the tree for you, though, eh, Simo?
3: <laughs> I took the short end of that stick. But,
2: uh, yeah, you only, you only lost by 10, eh, and that doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't
3: feel very good. It didn't so, feel very good when it happened.
2: What hold did he close you out on? Like 13? Oh,
3: three. <laughs>
1: you knew you were out of it and eh? you didn't know oh, i didn't have it at that point. I, I
3: was <laughs> chipping out of trees for like the first seven holes <laughs> welcome
1: to Minakari's and Kari's life colin
2: yeah. like this is how a real working man that's plays. called golf buddy get
0: used
3: to it <laughs> where
2: you play isn't
1: fun you, you're not seeing the whole course so you're in the trees yeah, well, you say that but i <laughs> have fun okay a couple storylines Fairy tour let's get, a, get let's get this yes. out of the way max. max mcgreevy let's all celebrate here whoa, fucking whoa. rights buddy breakthrough yeah a uh, nice win there. We we were pumped. Gibber was uh, messaging us down the stretch. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the group chat was going nuts. I didn't see it till afterwards. But congratulations, Max. We're so happy for you. Uh, what a finish! Um, what else did I say? Want to say about the Corn Ferry Tour? Before you get off that
2: though, is it too early to call that little SRP bump for Maxie Boy? No, yeah, he, he confirmed it. We'll take
1: bump. one. Per, yeah, we'll yeah, take one. We'll take. We
2: had it at zero point zero one, but I think we we tossed her up to one percent for sure there. But yeah, man, yeah. is yeah, that was a sick event for him. We'll... Little six four on Sunday to take the dub. Uh, yeah, couldn't. I was following along. I tried to be a little quieter this time because I didn't want to jinx it too early. Like on the third hole when he made, he started. I think it's birdie eagle, a birdie part eagle or something. He's three under. I was, it's gonna put him on fifty nine watch, and I didn't. I was like, let's just get the W here. Yeah. Well, also,
3: shout out to to Gligs who had a little 59 watch. He was seven mm-hmm. deep through ten, which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He kind of faded off at the end, but he was playing some phenomenal
1: golf. Yeah. Ended up with a t26. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk 3M. I I have been to that tournament. I did watch the 2019 one live. You, you, I was you have person. been. I have been there. You <laughs> wouldn't believe it. um Okay, so a couple storylines I want to talk about. Uh, Michael Thompson uh, win. I think he was 68 in the final round. I didn't watch on Sunday. I was too busy on a boat. Um, But uh, that's a great way to close because he had guys shooting really low numbers underneath him. I think there was a couple seven unders as the runner-up. And uh, to close that out, that's a big win for him because he hasn't – I don't know how many wins he has. He might have a a, – yeah, I was going to say that's he might have down. won previously, but he hasn't won in a long time, and we haven't seen him on too many leaderboards. So that's a that's a huge one for him, especially with the the playoff uh, situation happening quickly here. Like, we're running out of time before people get into the playoffs. For him, he secures a lot of things, and he'll be uh, kind of freewheeling for the rest of the year, I think, uh, the the balls in his court. And I think we'll see him play repeatedly well uh, down the stretch because that stress is is off a bit. Um, Gliggs. Um, fantastic week. We were following him like crazy. Um, and I'll, I'll say it like on on the round three, if he doesn't double 18, I think yeah. he has a chance to be in, in deep contention on Sunday, right? That's the one yeah. hole that caught him. He, and then he went off. He was 7 under through 10 on Sunday. He would have been right there. And who knows? He might uh, get a little bit of momentum um, on that back nine. He kind of parred out, but still a great finish for Gliggs.
2: And yeah, absolutely. I had Gliggs on the ticket too. So I was pumped to see him start lightening up. But well, not not to take away from Gliggs, but we did post it on the social, our Instagram handle there. Chris Baker, our boy, little uh, up and in from 276 to make the cut on the number.
1: Not a big deal. (laughs) We're calling that the up and down of the century for a maker, a baker. That's the thing of beauty. I was wondering what you guys were talking about. Then I saw the shot link. I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Hits it to 13 feet, rolls it right in. Huh, that was yeah,
2: great. <laughs> there's one thing making like a, a feather on a par five, but there's another thing making an up and down for feather on a par five from two seventy-six over the water. Nice high cut three would probably in there, stiffed it into like twelve feet and cashed it in. I had him on the ticket, so I would just refresh, refresh, refresh. I was like, Glenn Banks, I need a baby. I need it.
1: <laughs> Did you were you in the money giver?
2: No, I came third, I think.
1: Oh, okay, I knew you were close. I was
2: Brooks Kepka license. absolutely shutsied me. You I should, should have taken to my struggle picks, man.
3: Speaking of chase. the playoffs and Brooks struggling, is he even going to get in? Oh, he needs sure. to
1: like
2: win this week because he's okay.
1: defending camp here. We'll, we'll get to this week, and I do have a little point on Brooks. I do want to cap this off. Like, Finao not being able to close out on the Sunday. He was close, and he was our picks. Well, we, we all cheer for Finau. He's one of the good guys in the game. I hope. That that doesn't continue to be a trend. I want him. I want him to win some events, and um, he was in contention, and, and unfortunately, it didn't happen this week. But he's probably one of the hottest players on the planet outside of maybe John Rom coming off the win at Memorial. Um, what else did I want to say about the event? Want to move on to this week? Yeah, to this week. Yeah. We okay. Uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude. Um, oh, geez, what's the course? TPC Southwind. Yeah, Memphis. Um, same as courses last year, par 70, 7,200 yards on overly big track. A um, couple things, Brooks Kepka. there is no cut this week. So because it's a world golf championship, it gives players the opportunity to play the weekend and really try and boost their points because WGCs have more points. I personally hate that. I don't know. I, I in a season like this, it just doesn't quite make sense that just the fact that you get in the field can uh bump you up to make it to the playoffs. That's a huge deal for a lot of guys. And we might see guys that uh like Gliggs and Baker who aren't able to get in the field this week. We they lose points to guys that are automatically kind of getting points if they play decent. Yeah. Um, so that bothers well, me. We talked
2: about this before. That, like once you, you work your way into the top 50, it's actually hard to work your way out of it because you're playing and you get the invite to all the majors. That Those are auto points. You get the invite to all the WGC, which those are the real money. Is like, because even if you have your brutal Thursday, Friday, you go out and throw a couple numbers in there on the weekend, work your way back up in the top 20, like a backdoor top 20, you get a ton of points. And it's like, it's like kind of a, a week you would have normally missed the cut. So You,
1: you I don't, don't see any WDs and WGCs, which pisses me off because you see them in regular events when guys are about to miss the cut.
2: Yeah, but uh-huh. would, would you WD when he, all you got to do is put it in the hole on, on the seventy second to get fifty Gs?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it was sixty four <laughs> the year Boldage did it, and he like tweeted at a guy that was chirping him. He's like, oh, it, it was an okay week or whatever. Uh-huh. Dead last, sixty four grand. <laughs> Speaking of Boldage, man, he's finished DFL on the Corn Ferry like three weeks in a row or something. I'm cheering he, for Boldage. He is having oh, he's struggling. Um, so Brooks, we talked about, uh, sorry, continue to talk about Brooks last year. He's the, the, the defending champion. Sorry. Had a huge weekend. I think it was six, four, six, five, uh, to win by three maybe, but I, I still don't think he's going to be on uh, form. He's just not hitting it well enough. In my opinion. Um, we will get into picks, but I think Webb Simpson and I don't think this, I think I know this, uh, Webb Simpson and Leishman were either runner up or second and third last year. Webb was runner up. Yeah. um yeah so look out for that guy he's not my pick to win but uh he'll be right there i bet he's scrappy and he's top five player in the world
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: good feel too bad tiger isn't in it but he's healing that back just like gibber is yeah. still right now but uh, yeah
2: yeah i haven't touched the club since june 30th which is this has been a long time obviously uh, it's not even in my mind to go even over the golf course right now every chance i get spend with the little girl but uh i think at some point i'll get back uh, get back rolling
3: no doubt perfect. Well, fellas, let's no better time than right now. Let's jump into the picks. Let's make some people some money this week. What do you think? People are gonna make some Bodog
1: money this week? I have a we've, feeling. We've been close. We were we've knocking on the door, man. We we're knocking on the door.
2: You know, I've had a lot of people message me too about like when we put the the Bodog picks up there, they're like, hey, Gibber, I put I put money on Fiend out to win today for I think it was like what 175 and then the wolf won for sixteen fifty. And like they're putting there, like oh man, I really like it. Right like it's it, they're good picks, man. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool. Like just the different things you can bet on bulldog too. But yeah, uh, I, I think we're pretty close.
3: We're pretty close. So let's go into it, uh, Gibber. Who you got for the winner? Who's your sleeper? Who's your struggle pick this week? Well,
2: so my winner this week it's in Memphis, Tennessee. Danny Berger went to FSU. Good buddies with Jake Owen, a little country twanging in them. I'm I'm going Danny Berger for the dub this week. Nice pick. Uh, I like Danny. I like Danny Berger to win this. He's been having a great year, uh, so I, I, I like him. My struggle pick this week. You know what? I'm just gonna come out. I'm going Jason Day. I don't think he's got two good weeks in a row. Um, you know, he played decently last week or the week before, but uh, yeah, he's my struggle. And then my sleeper pick, going Ian Poulter.
1: That's well, a good pick, actually. Well, he played I, really well uh, here last year. Yeah,
2: I know. You know, but to like he, honestly, he I, I did no research on this. And I just started thinking. I just happened to scroll through the Instagram handle, and I've been seeing all, like, the, the work he's been doing. He's out there grinding on the range with his son, Luke, and it's just good to see, like, you know, they got the trackman out there, and he's actually pretty funny on Instagram. And uh, so that, that's why I'm going with, with Luke Poulter as my, my struggle pick. I would never pick him any other time because – you know Him and Tiger don't quite get along all that that well but uh we'll we'll see what happens so I'm cheering for him this week.
3: Beauty Rex, who you got?
1: Okay, my winner and this is like probably one of the most strong WGC players in the last like 5 years I would say is Justin Thomas. It seems too. like uh, it, it seems like he uh, he does really well in the World Golf Championships. Like I said, uh, when the fields get a little bit better, it seems like he steps up to the plate. And I'm picking him for no other reason than that. Uh, really high ball hitter, and I think there's some water around this course. He drives it extremely well. Um, so so I'm going to take him. I think there's a, there's lack of par fives, more par threes with the par seventy. Um, so I think he's going to take advantage of them. Really good long iron player with how like, how high he hits the ball. My sleeper, and I'm pumped to do this. Is Mackenzie Hughes. Um, I think if he eliminates that, uh, the one mediocre round he's been having, usually it's like a Thursday or Friday that he has it. But once he like kind of gets in contention, the guy's putter gets so hot. that I think he could come out of nowhere and even win the thing. I don't think it's that far off. We saw him at the Honda get squeaked by one, came down to one bad golf shot. I think he learned from that and, uh, he's going to, he's going to play well. And then, uh, my struggle pick is Jordan Spieth. Um, we talked about the no cut. Um, Jordan Spieth just hasn't been playing consistently, consistently enough. He has that bad round. He might even lead after round one, but I still don't think he's going to contend. Just because he has, he just hasn't been piecing it together. He needs to find some sort of rhythm, and I don't know. I think it takes an off season to do that to kind of maybe tinker with clubs, rework the wheel a little bit. And I I don't think he's going to contend this week. Simo,
2: before you jump in, let's just give a quick shout out to the boys. I didn't realize all the Canadians uh, were, were in the field for this WGC. We got Mac, we got Corey, we got Hadwin, we got Nick Taylor. All the boys tipping it up, and I love to see that. When, when's the last time we've had all of the all of our Canadian boys in, in a WGC event? And you
3: know what? And, all with a chance
2: to win. Like, they're all playing well and all really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Couldn't I, and I to be honest, had I have uh, done a little more research, I may have tossed Corey in there for a little sleeper pick because he didn't play his greatest at uh, at Muirfield, and you know it, with taking a week off, you know he went back and he just uh, refined everything and you know he just dialed everything back in. And I, I think Corey's gonna be good this week as well.
3: Yeah, love that. All right, fellas, uh, struggle pick this week. Cameron Champ for me. Not really oh, failing. Right out him. Of the gates. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Has not played well and uh i think for a guy who hits it that far if you're kind of struggling with your swing i think you get exposed in these events sleeper pick this week again these sleepers for me are tough because like how are they sleepers um but i'm going sung Jai. i think he's
2: had a few off weeks yeah you know i'll give you sleeper pick on that he's got
1: really like his odds like on i just scrolled through uh dk a uh, little bit and he's way down there he's like 7,500 or something. Yeah. Maybe 8,500. Yeah, I know, I'm,
2: not, I'm not the, the sleeper pick police like Rick. So I'll give you that one for yeah, sure. Scheme. I feel
1: good about that. I give it to him too. Ball
3: striking. He he hits the ball well, I feel like, every single week. If he can just get the putter rolling, I have a feeling he hasn't played well the last few weeks. He's been practicing a lot. He'll come out firing after a week off. And my winner this week, I don't predict he's going to have two bad weeks in a, ro- in a row. I think he's coming back firing. He's angry after the 10. I'm going back to Bryson. I think Bryson is going to establish himself as the best player in the world this week with
1: the W. So put the money on Bryson. No one's taking the number one player in the world, John Rahm. Eh? Wow. No, we didn't. That's a um, yeah. And and the the, the Sungjae pick is awesome. And if anyone hasn't had the chance to listen to the Elvin Choi podcast, that's his caddy on the PGA Tour. Go give that a listen and talk. Uh, listen to how Alvin explains mm-hmm. how Sungjae hits the ball, and uh, you'll probably put a pick up as a sleeper pick this week as well.
3: There You have it so if you want to follow along with our picks today, visit Bodog, go to bit.ly forward slash Sunday Red 100. They're going to match your first sign up bonus, so you can put in up to 200 bucks, they're going to match it, and you can start following along on our bets each week. You put 20 bucks this week on Daniel Berger Twin, he's going to pay 560, Ian Poulter is going to pay 1600. Bryson will pay you 240 along with Justin Thomas. And Sung Jai Im, again, just like Ian Poulter, will pay you $1,600. And if you're feeling risky, throw it on our boy, Mac Daddy. Mackenzie Hughes, 20 bucks will win you 2500 bucks, And you can make those picks at Bodog by visiting bit.ly forward slash Sunday Red 100 today. And last thing I want to mention is on the Corn Ferry Tour this week, uh, Tony Romo got an invite to go play and he withdrew after four holes he's our beach chicken that that pisses me off when he came in not feeling good about his game plays four holes withdraws corn tour is so deep right now where guys who get in on monday qualifiers are playing in final groups of that same event and that just took away from someone's chance to potentially change their career change their path uh, I hate that. I understand you want celebrities in there, but I hate that. And Tony Romo. And he's c- are, uh, citing a chicken. wrist
2: injury. Come on, Tony. Like, come on. I like on. Tony Spiro. Romo. And move. yeah, he he's a, a no-brainer. Beach chicken. And one last thing before we do sign off here uh, this week. Uh, obviously, this airs in a you know couple weeks time, but uh, uh, or actually no, it's coming out tomorrow. Jeez. Uh, so the <laughs> uh, the Ontario not James even tomorrow. Be- Ontario Junior Championship rolling right now, and my one of my local boys, Nolan Piazza, has got the first round lead, a little smooth six nine today, a little deuce on a part 4 to start the day, and uh, nice. he's looking to, to notch his second Ontario Junior title, so it'd be awesome for him to get that under his belt, and he pretty much signs his ticket to whatever university in the U.S. that he wants, so give him a little SRP bump, uh, keep it going for Nolan here. Good job, going
3: buddy. One. All right, fellas, that's it. Let's jump right into uh, today's interview. You guys are going to love this one with Hannah Gregg. Enjoy.
4: Mr. Huff, Mr. Giner
0: is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Jazzed, dilated, display <laughs>
3: What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the SRP. Joining us today on the podcast is a professional golfer and golf influencer, Hannah Gregg. She is a University of Nevada alum who has more than 90,000 followers on the gram. Little known facts, she was the first person to receive a golf scholarship from her high school. Her sports hero is Stacey Lewis, and she chose Nevada golf because of her love for the campus and her slight gambling addiction. Rumor is she wanted to go to UNLV, but didn't want to raise any eyebrows. And if she ever hosts a tournament, you can be sure there's always going to be water and wa- washrooms present and available. She is none other than Hannah Hohum Greg. Hannah, how are you? Welcome to the podcast.
4: How's it going? Thank you guys for having me.
2: <laughs> you got it, well, Hannah. Our absolute pleasure. You're probably the most famous person we've had on so far, so this is awesome to have you on, Hannah. Oh, Dave, for, that's nice like
4: nothing. Not, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's been new? What's keeping
3: you busy these uh, these last few weeks or months?
4: Um, I mean, I'm just getting into like a quarantine routine. I My season changed a lot. Uh, I didn't have the best status coming out of Q School last year. So I did get a sponsor's invite to an event on Sumetra, which ended up getting canceled. So that sucks. Um, so now it's just kind of a waiting game. So I'm just trying to stay ready. Um, Practicing a lot. My parents live in California, so luckily the weather is pretty perfect all the time for grinding. Um, And I moved back in with them when COVID kind of hit, because I was in Arizona full time. So you know, it's just just finding a rhythm.
3: Did you have one of those nice little net setups in the backyard?
4: Oh yes, I do. Yeah. Um, It's I have my racket net, which was great at the beginning because when I came back originally like driving ranges weren't open and yeah. you couldn't really go to the golf course uh, without a mask and everything. So that was really nice. I don't use it a ton now that I can just go and play and stuff, but it was very good to have in the interim.
2: So not not going to lie. I did a little bit of scrolling. And I saw that net on your Instagram. It looks a little precarious, precariously close to a tree. Nice word. Why there? is
4: everyone saying <laughs> this to me? Like- that
2: looks to me. I'm like, you hit one right down the middle. That might, The ball is coming right back at you.
4: So, it, I think it looks kind of deceiving because that net actually has two layers of like netting. So, okay, like, okay. you don't even hit the back layer.
2: And then oh, the, yeah.
4: it's not even like touching the tree. So, it's yeah, everyone's like, hope it doesn't come back to you. I'm just like, what? <laughs>
2: It's. Yeah. I watched a couple of the 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 your swing videos on Instagram, and I was like, "Holy moly, that's gonna hit the tree and come straight back at you." I
4: mean, they're also like foam balls, so if it comes back to uh, me, like, what's gonna happen? Oh,
3: that's good. Got that it. makes oh. you feel better, eh, Gibber? Is it is it a wide enough net for you? If you were to hit no. into it? No, not a
2: chance. Not, I'm gonna that be that honest with you.
4: My dad has missed that net multiple times, and I have video of it. Area. And I I'm gonna use it as blackmail someday.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I would have a low left throw there, no problem. <laughs> not. I think I probably. Miss that net more than I'd hit it.
4: <laughs> I mean, if you take a full lob wedge to that net, there is a risk factor for sure.
1: <laughs> What's the state of your game? How have you been playing lately? Just like in the last, let's say, month or two, is the game shaping up uh, pretty well?
4: Yeah, I mean, I was uh, pretty bummed because I played in a tournament in April, maybe, um, okay. no March, uh, middle of March, and I was playing really well. The first round, I shot it was. I was playing in a guy's tournament. And I think I was like 18th or something. I shot one over, didn't play my best. But the next day got canceled because of rain. And then the entire next like few events got canceled because of COVID. So I kind of was left hanging on this like, oh, like I kind of saw things shaping up well and then had to like take a break. So um, I'm playing good. I've improved a lot, um, especially since last year's Q School. That showed me a lot of stuff that I needed to do to get on like the right level Mm -hmm. for professional golf. Um, and I haven't been playing golf a super long time. So I'm always like, I'm, I still feel like I'm playing catch up and trying to like learn. So yeah. that was a really good experience, but yeah, I've been playing good. I'm excited to like get back and compete again.
3: Nice. I- any, uh, any little tournament you're playing? Like I think today we saw, this is not airing today, but today when we're recording this, uh, Lexi Thompson came second in a minor league yeah. men's tour event. She had a putt mm-hmm. for 12 feet to get into a playoff, which was pretty impressive. Any any of that for you lined up or you're thinking about?
4: I'm kind of thinking about it. The main like decision-making for me, I'm just trying to like feel comfortable with like, flights and everything and making sure that I don't bring something yeah. back because – both my parents are high risk my mom has an autoimmune disease so we're really careful Mm -hmm. um the bigger issue for me is like if I fly to Texas and get sick there like I have to quarantine for two weeks there that's not only expensive but also like not ideal (laughs) so I'm trying to figure out like a good plan um so that I can feel good about traveling and doing all that stuff I think flying short distances will be okay. Like everyone that I know that's doing it has been okay if they take the right precautions. So I'm looking at some tournaments in the middle of August. I'm playing a lot on the swing thought tour. Mm -hmm. Um, They they're a really cool tour. They do like 15% difference in yardage and girls get to play with guys, which I think is super cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Pretty innovative. So it's nice. You get to play for the same purse as the guys um, from a fair distance. And Mm -hmm. I really, like I grew up playing golf with boys so it's super comfortable to me. It's not weird at all. They've all been super nice. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous that people would be like, why does she get to play up there? But no one has said anything like that. So
3: <laughs> that's awesome. That's nice. So, I mean, we you mentioned that you kind of picked up the game late. How did you get in, introduced to the game and at what age did you start?
4: So um, my dad has been into golf for a long time but we my parents made us play every sport to just kind of figure out like what we liked so i actually yeah they (laughs) do it all um i was doing ballet for a long time i did that for like eight years i rode horses competitively for a long time i played basketball for a long time um and when i was going to into high school age ish i think i was like 12 or 13 uh everyone was saying that like oh, women's golf has 500 unused scholarships every year. And like that weird rumor was going around. Wow. So my coach was like, if you keep, if you can get good, like you can write your own ticket to college. And my parents were like, we're doing Guess that. What you're doing. Yeah, so um, I started probably around like 12, I would say seriously. Like I obviously knew what golf was, but I wasn't playing golf. I didn't have my own clubs or anything. Um, and I stole my older brother's, like 125 gram steel shaft cobra blades and I was nice. like that's hey, a good way yeah. to learn <laughs> and I, yeah and I started um playing golf I joined the high school team I did a lot of like first tee events and that was when I started kind of actually doing it so yeah around 12 or 13. Oh,
1: cool Ah, oh, very good and and we mentioned it uh and I was just like, once again quick scroll through twitter and then or like uh, whatever website and it mentioned the 2019 uh qualifying your your um, Symmetra Tour qualifying or as LPGA Tour qualifying. Um, we mentioned briefly in the intro about the, the bathrooms and the water, but maybe can you give us a little bit more of in depth uh, what exactly was happening? Was there tournament officials that you tried to talk to and uh, what was going on there? So for those that don't know, there's no, there was no open washrooms or no water. And of course I'm assuming it's over a hundred degrees uh, Fahrenheit.
4: Yes. So yeah. everyone knows um, with Q school it's in, Palm Springs in August. So it's, you just know that you're going to like be dying. So, um, they kind of tell you at the beginning, like, Hey, make sure you have your own water with you because we have whatever 500 girls or so there, this is the only qualifying site for LPGA and Sumetra. So literally everyone is there. Um, and so they tell you like, bring your own water, whatever. I got there early to play in a prep event. So I was there probably, I mean, my practice round was a little earlier than most people, but like a day before the scheduled practice round and the bathrooms were locked at the course that I was staying at and they didn't have water available to like at all. And when I caddied for my boyfriend in Q school, which I've done three times now, Mm -hmm. um, they always have that stuff covered. Like there's water literally everywhere. Um, there's not a lot of extra stuff that they do, but that's like the minimum. They have like apples and bananas, usually whatever. So I talked to someone that day and I was like, Hey, when I got to the range earlier today, there was no water in the like receptacle things. Just so you know, they were like, okay, we'll take care of it tomorrow. So then the next day I'm warming up for my first actual round and there was still no water. My tea time was pretty early in the morning. So I just like, let them know. Um, but by the end of the week, I was just like, there's literally no water anywhere like to be found. Um, and luckily I had my own, but I was just frustrated because I felt like some people didn't have that. And, and Q school is expensive. So like, you want to feel like you're going through like the tour experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so I tweeted that out and I actually, a lot of people were shocked to know that because I don't think people know like how Q school is and it's a grind and whatever, um, And the LPGA tournament director actually called me, was super nice about it, Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, it must have just been an oversight. Like, there's so many people there. It's hard to keep water stocked. We'll work on it. And I was like, it was never meant to be, like, a disrespectful thing.
0: No. It's just
4: the fact that, like, I look at my boyfriend playing in these Q schools that are not LPGA, not as serious, and they cover all those things. And I wish that it was the same for women. And she was like, I get it.
1: Yes. and your intentions were 100 percent bang on like you need to bring attention to it or else no one would maybe someone doesn't have the platform and they complain but i, I mean it, well, something needs the, to change that's on not, the that's not down right
4: low after that happened a lot of girls came up to me and said like thank you for finally saying something we've all been too scared to say something
2: oh that's so, great no yeah and yeah, it awesome. makes you wonder like how many years before has that been happening too right you said you said there's like 500 ladies that are playing at q school at the same time between lpga tour and symetra like That's a lot of ladies to host at the same time. They got to be prepared for that. It's And something as simple as water. Like Let's get a couple more Gatorade coolers out there. (laughs) Like, come on.
4: And I think the frustrating thing for me was like, I could literally like, I think we could find someone to donate it. Like, I'm not saying you guys need to foot the bill for like 5,000 bottles of water. But I think someone would be willing to support the LPGA tour and give them some water. Like, we can make it happen
0: yeah,
3: For, we'll, we'll, yeah put, we'll put we'll put some <laughs> srp logos on there
2: i know somebody, somebody
4: needs somebody's missing out on a big marketing opportunity no
2: doubt you're 100 right so we no, got an opportunity great. here fellas <laughs> mm-hmm. but oh man I, i'm really happy to hear that you did that um but so walk us through that the first q school uh experience apart from that though like You know, what was the transition, uh, obviously, coming out of college to into that Q School? Uh, Just like, how has that changed for you now trying to make your way on to the LPGA Tour? So
4: I graduated in 18. um, And I did graduate in time to like technically go to Q School, but I was not ready. I was I had just finished, obviously, my fifth year of school and I was like overwhelmed. I didn't feel like my game was where I wanted it to be. Um, so I waited and I just kind of practiced for that second half of that season and played in my first pro event at the beginning of 2019. And so when I went to Q school, I would say I was feeling pretty pre- like as prepared as I could be, but there's just so many things you don't know. Like it's your first Q school and, and no mm-hmm. one can tell you how to be ready for it.
1: Well, you can't um, pee or hydrate, so that's two things.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had like secret water with me everywhere I went, and you oh, okay. literally pee every hole there because it's so freaking hot. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I was prepared, but um, I would say like it's not even so much the nerves of it, or it wasn't for me. Uh, it's just like the fact that everything is kind of new and unknown. Like you don't know when when you can show up to your tea time, or when you can when you're supposed to go putt. What you should do, which day is which, you get a an email like that week telling you when your tee times are and all that stuff. But I'm like a planner, so like for the first month before that, I was like, hope they send that email out soon. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know Um, which like when can I I
1: go chip balls there?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's overkill for most people, but I was like, oh, can't wait. Um, So the first, I would say, I learned like so much about myself as an athlete and my tendencies when I get nervous. Um, which was awesome. That's my cat's tail, by the way, sorry.
1: Colin's um, <laughs> cat's about to walk by yeah, the that at happens at me all the time. time. You know it is, yeah. <laughs>
4: um, so like, that was my main goal was like, I want to absorb everything that I can this week so that next year I don't make any of the same mistakes, whatever they end up being. Um, it was a great experience. My boyfriend caddied for me, which was awesome because he's like, this is all old stuff for him. Like he's been professional for seven years Mm -hmm. um he's a super good player so he was like oh this is all fine and i was like shaking um but it was an awesome experience q school is easily the hardest week of the year but it can also be like the most rewarding so Mm
1: -hmm. what what did you find about about your swing under pressure in that sort of environment like what's the one thing that you're like okay this is my miss and i need to eliminate it
4: so um my ball striking is my strength for sure and that held up under Q school like situation and pressure. Mm-hmm. Um the main two things that I noticed that needed to be better was that week I was for some reason just not hitting my driver good and mm-hmm. it wasn't so much I'm a pretty straight hitter so it wasn't so much that it was more like I would miss on the wrong side of the fairway. I would catch it kind of weird and it wouldn't go far enough for me to have like a smaller club in stuff like that. And like inconsistencies like that, I really let them bother me that week. So like I'd hit my driver and another girl would have, you know, she'd be 20 yards in front of me or something. And I would get so mad about it. And Mm -hmm. it's, and Fred eventually like halfway through the second round was like, just don't like, why do you care? You hit your hybrid. Good. You hit your four iron. Good. Like just, Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Um, and I wish that I had figured that out sooner because I was very busy comparing myself to other people. Uh well, blame him, about- he
1: should have told you earlier.
4: That's, yeah, <laughs> I mean bad caddy, first of all. But second yeah. of all, like don't do that to yourself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good. You know, like a lot of the time, uh I even when I talk to some like juniors or it's it's more so getting out of thinking of what other people are doing and focusing on what you're doing is the hardest part sometimes.
4: Yeah. And I have like extreme ADD. So I perceive like literally everything that's going on around me all the time. So it's pretty difficult for me in like a stressful situation to be like, just worry about yourself. Just chill.
1: ADD, OCD, we're we're adding them up here today. <laughs> Whatever,
4: it is, yeah. I mean, everything.
1: Uh, that's fantastic. Um, I have I've seen you've been to Pebble Beach, and that's one thing that stood out to me. That's something as a public golf course. Us Canadians, we like we die to get there. We die to get to Abandon or Sand Valley or stuff like that. What's it like playing Pebble Beach? Uh, one. What's one thing we might not know? as golfers or someone that hasn't played and just watched it on TV. And the second part of that is like, ha- is there any marquee other golf courses you've played that you want to brag about?
4: Um, Pebble beach. So I have been there a lot of times as a spectator because we live really close by. Um, so we all, my family has gone to that AT&T tournament. Like, since I'm I was sorry, Doc,
1: you've been there. I forgot. I <laughs> know okay, okay, like, all about this. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I mean, so the AT&T is fun, but obviously nothing compares to, like, actually playing it, and yeah. I got the call from Lexus this past year because my friend Kyle, who is actually the guy behind Cart Barn Guys, I don't know if you know that account, he oh, yeah. goes on this Lexus trip every year and suggested that I come along for, um, like, a Pro-Am Media Day type thing, so, like, yeah. I definitely owe him. That was awesome. <laughs> so call. I got to go, yeah, so I got to go in December, and basically we played... Spanish bay the first day then spyglass then pebble
0: and just did
4: like the whole trifecta yeah so it was insane um it's it is as good as you think it's gonna be for sure which (laughs) is because i was i was nervous that i had hyped it up too much because you know it's it's pebble and you're like oh it's the best golf course in the world and then you're like i hope that it stands up to that um it definitely stood up to all my expectations we also had a perfect day because that's right. like your number two fear is like, mm-hmm. what if it rains the damn at Pebble and we have to leave on the 12th hole? Like, that yeah.
3: sucks. Rain check, please. Yeah, we had
4: a perfect day. <laughs> yeah, drag me off. I dare you. Um,
0: yeah.
4: But yeah, so it was an insane experience. But I did have to tee off, uh, so we didn't get to warm up. Uh, just like I think the range was under construction or something. So we just didn't get to warm up. And Johnny Miller came out and watched us tee off wow. on eighteen for the one first shot at sixty three at
1: Oakmont, no pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
4: like, this guy's pretty good at golf. Um so the first tee shot was from the tournament tees, so like behind the ocean on eighteen. And I was like, if oh. I top this driver, like <laughs> Johnny Miller is straight up gonna laugh at me. So I like was a little nervous about that, but I ended up striping it. So it was fine. And he was like, she's got a good swing. And I about fell over. So that yeah. was like the highlight of that day
0: for sure. Did he happen to proceed
2: him. to talk about how good he was for like <laughs> half an hour after that and say, he's better than Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer all in the same sentence. Or what Did kind he? of, gr- what kind of grass
1: <laughs> there was beside the green when you're trying to chip and it's against the green?
4: <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, now I'm nervous. No, he, he was honestly, um, super, super nice. Not, uh, at all as intimidating as I thought he would be but my boyfriend and I had just finished up a PR trip for Silverado
0: okay and didn't smokes. know
4: that that he like owns it and so oh. he was yeah he's uh-huh. either I like I,
0: a
1: shareholder he's, or he's
4: a majority owner I believe of like oh. the resort and the golf course and he lives there and he's lived there for mm. like since he was a kid wow. so Fred was like hey like you ever heard of that place up the road really nice it's called silverado and johnny was like yeah i live there
2: i live there now
4: i'll see myself out thank you goodbye
2: <laughs> that's awesome the so one, one question i wanted to ask so you you say you've played spyglass uh and like all the course around the monterey peninsula there did you play cypress point
4: no i honestly <laughs> have been like Trying to find a member there who will like take me out there, that place looks insane um that makes I've four played, of us
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> I've played a lot of the golf courses down there. I haven't played MPCC um okay. Okay. which is like that place looks amazing. I can't wait to hopefully someday That's get the out the first there.
1: time I've ever heard someone say that actually with those golf courses around
4: yeah, I mean it's not like the top of the list, but it's gorgeous yeah mm-hmm. um Spanish bay was the main one that I was so surprised by because I had, I'd been to the resort, but I hadn't played there yet and everyone kind of talks about it. Like it's a dump and they're like, Oh, it's not even worth it. Like pebbles right next door. You shouldn't even consider it. And I thought it was amazing. Like I thought it was a super solid layout. I thought, um, I mean, it had gorgeous ocean views. Like it's a super cool golf course on its own. So that was the main like surprise for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have that—they uh, have that uh, picturesque par three that you kind of mm-hmm. see everywhere, almost like the 18th at Pebble. They have that signature mm-hmm. hole. Not uh, truly jealous because it's a beautiful area. So, um, what do you like better, though, Pebble Beach or Spyglass? Oh, it's got,
0: so, uh,
4: I had played Spy a few times in junior golf.
2: Oh, um, nice!
4: And I had always been obsessed with it because it's like so beautiful and just a cool mm-hmm. golf course. I. This is such a dumb reason, but I prefer Pebble because I played better there.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I, <laughs> I, know, was, I love that answer. I hate some yeah. really nice golf yeah. courses in the I mean, America. that's such
4: a like, annoying pro thing to say. Like, it's just a better golf course. Yeah, no. But uh, I was literally five under through six holes at Pebble, so clearly it's <sighs> a superior golf course. Yeah, I know. It was Thanks ridiculous. good. Number, I it's think. Click on that, number...
1: Johnny Miller. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: It was like. Have you done this before? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was playing well, you with tell you. <laughs> I was playing with Kyle from Cart Barn Guys, uh Sean Ogle, who has a blog called Breaking 80, and my boyfriend, and I hit the green and two on number six, I think, which is like that uphill part yeah. five. And they were like, This is fifty nine watch. Like we're we shouldn't say anything, but they were like <laughs> freaking out. And I could like feel the energy too, and I was like, I'm freaking out.
2: Um and <laughs> you're we not freaking here. out, I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hello,
4: me too. Um, I didn't make the eagle putt. I tapped in for birdie, but that was like a super fun experience to have, especially your first time playing pebble. So mm-hmm. I like pebble better.
1: Okay, oh, that, that's it. great reasoning. And and any other very notable golf courses, maybe outside of California, that you've played that you wanted to like uh, just mention?
4: Oh my gosh, of course. There's... Okay, yeah,
1: maybe top th- two, three.
4: <laughs> yeah, so. um, one of my favorites. So Fred has lived in Georgia for. Uh, I don't know, like six years or something. So I went out there oh, and I actually, okay. we went to- You say
1: Augusta, I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah. No, dude,
4: I haven't been out there. They don't Please let say Augusta, then we
1: can just go back to talking. <laughs>
4: no, um, the Reynolds Lake Oconee property is has I think seven or eight golf courses um, that are just literally immaculate. Like all of them oh. are flawless. That's a super cool place to be. It's also not a super like like fancy resort. Like, people kind of go there for like lake house summertime stuff in Georgia. Um, so it's like accessible too, which is nice. Some of the courses are public and they're all just really well maintained. Um, outside of the US, there's a course in Mexico that I'm obsessed with called TPC Donzante Bay. Um, and it's in this tiny little city called Laredo, Islands of Laredo. And it's uh, like off the coast of Baja. This i literally played there in 2018 for the first time i couldn't find a divot on this golf course like they don't have a ton of play because it's a resort course but it is so perfectly maintained the greens are so perfect it has ocean views on like 16 of the 18 holes like it's absolutely gorgeous so yeah those are two courses that i just think about all the time
3: and did you play well there (laughs)
4: Yeah, I probably I think I really that. The struggle is like when we go to these places for a media trip, like you don't really get to play play. You're usually like yeah. planning and then taking pictures and like, you know, you put your ball in special spots for different photos. So like most of those rounds don't really count as like an actual golf round, but at Pebble I was like, "Take the camera, I'm busy."
1: <laughs>
4: I got yeah. stuff to do. Yeah.
1: I love well, that. Like a, it helps that your first tee shot was on 18 as well so you get the pictures kind of out of the way as far as that you said you started on 18 correct
0: yes yep. yeah okay um, you get the
1: pictures out of the way and then you can get in the zone and fire yeah, five exactly. through six and keep so, going yeah. sticking with tracks so have you played golf in canada
4: no so i've been we'll to canada that. and i love canada but you guys have some insane golf courses from what i've seen on instagram like oh my gosh
1: Mm -hmm. out west there's some in yeah like i mean the views and with the mountains and stuff like that but um like southern ontario is loaded with good golf courses as well uh these guys are both play really good golf courses here in thunder bay where we're not too too bad (laughs) not quite there (laughs) and then uh cabin link sorry out in nova scotia is phenomenal as well i'm sure you've seen pictures. yeah i've seen
4: oh my gosh that place is gorgeous
2: yeah Yeah. that's number one in canada It's uh cabot cliffs there's i think cabot uh, Cabot highlands or whatever or the highlands is like like top 10 and then cabot cliffs is number one in canada
4: wow
2: one day yeah it's
4: on the list yeah
2: so
3: uh we we haven't uh we haven't gotten into your college but before we do that we're gonna jump into our very first segment here we're gonna jump into uh, we're gonna jump into what's your handicap uh that was (laughs)
1: long-winded
3: (laughs) you saw you would have seen it on instagram today i know you made a made a comment kari didn't come in his blue hat so that's a bonus but uh (laughs) kari's gonna play a little intro music do a little explanation we'll jump in okay perfect
1: what is your handicap Okay. So I'm going to start this off. I think we finally have an interview where someone might be better at this than we are at our own little segment. But uh, what's your handicap is something we've started where we're all golfers. We've seen stuff on the golf course where um, you look over whether it's what they're wearing, what's in their bag, kind of how they're presenting themselves. And before you see them hit a golf shot or play a golf hole, you can probably guess what their handicap is with me so far. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, So we uh, will each go in rotation. We each have uh, we'll each ask two. Um, your goal is to maybe explain what this person's like. If you've seen something like that before, say they're handicapped and above, for example, like that person's a 20 plus handicap and uh, like obviously that brief description after we go through two each, we're going to try and think of one for you as well. Or you have to think of one for us, I should say. Um, but you cannot pick towel in the back pocket. You cannot <laughs> pick ball retriever and you cannot pick iron head covers. Sad day. Okay. Sad <laughs> day. So those are eliminated just because um, it's, we started off, we gave zero limitations and the guys kept saying the same things over and over oh. again. So, so we put you on the spot a little bit more. But Giver's going to start us off, we'll go to Colin and then uh, I'll ask one myself and then we'll rotate.
2: All right. So this person uh, buys a new set of clubs or a single club. They put the peg in the, in the ground in the first hole and you notice that the clubs still have the plastic wrapping on them. <laughs>
1: Oh, like okay. on the
2: head of a head yeah.
3: shaft wherever I can see the okay. shaft. Yeah.
4: I mean they sound like a beginner kind of so That works. Like on the face.
2: Yeah, or, or to make it easier, if they still got like say you went to Golf Town or Golf Galaxy and you bought a driver and they put the driver tape on the on the face.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Um that guy I'm going to say 18
1: all right okay we'll um uh, by the way Gibber, i i first i didn't know where you were going with that yeah. but a titleist used to sell their drivers with that little hot spot like on the 907 line that red sticker and i've right. actually seen someone hit drives with that still on but immediately like people that don't peel the manufacturer sticker off the shaft and they just like keep it there like half peel it off and don't google on it ultimate pet peeve but-
2: oh, the, the reason I say is, I have seen people uh, get a fresh 3 wheeler driver with a nice, tight cellophane wrap on it, peg in the ground in first halt, still got the plastic on the head. <laughs> they brought a lot of people
1: stuff in their basement, too. <laughs> Wait, call, call, go ahead. Sorry. All
3: right. Uh, so this person, you just take a little glance over in their bag, whether on the range or putting green, and you see that their putter is one of those old-school blades. Oh, nice.
1: The bullseye. Oh, my God
4: those are the worst. Those people are like, usually they just like love golf. And so they're like, Oh, my great granddad gave me this putter. Okay. And like, so I would say mm, that person's like a 12.
1: Okay. Right. okay, Generous. That all wasn't right. bad. You, you went in a different direction than I was going with that, but we'll let, <laughs> we'll let it go. This is like one of my all time favorites. And I've brought it up probably three times now, but after they hit the golf shot and it slices, they go, ah, I hooked it.
4: <laughs> oh my god have you seen this happen in real life
1: these are oh, all yeah. true like they're Guys, all
4: something we so picked sorry. up on the golfers
1: <laughs> <laughs> you must play with really good players yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna need to dumb down your level of who you play with
4: i don't know like the golf culture hasn't gotten to that guy yet he hasn't been roasted for that yet so he doesn't play that much golf
3: okay um, so what's his handicap could be an athlete, but just
1: doesn't play that much golf. Yeah, you know. and
4: he's probably like a hockey player. And he's like,
3: ah
1: Yeah.
4: Um that guy's like a ten.
1: Oh, I was going to say higher. I think I'm yeah. usually an 18 plus You're very plus generous at this. Very yeah. generous handicap. <laughs> way too, I, also way... have
4: like, I have like no concept of handicap because like I don't play with people who use a handicap and I haven't kept my own forever. So like.
1: oh, That's like she's trumping us on how good she is at golf. Yeah, to it, to it, it's tough
2: when you don't shoot over par. Right? Uh, I'm like a plus three. I don't
0: know. Yeah,
1: God. Okay. Uh, All right, who are we at? Gibber?
2: Yeah, my next one. Okay. So at any point in the round, this person decides to play a different tee. Like tee deck. So, say they start in the blues and go up to the whites, or go to the whites to the blues. Oh,
1: that one's tricky.
4: Did they move up or back?
2: It can go in either direction. I'll let you. How about this? If they go up or they go back, what's the handicap?
4: Honestly, it doesn't really matter because they're trying to like, they're trying manipulate to manipulate the
1: golf course. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that person, that person's got to be like a sixteen.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not an yeah. official one because they obviously don't play the right deck. <laughs> no, slope yeah, like...
0: <laughs>
1: they get really confused when they they go to put their score in after. Oh, what
2: tees did you play? Well, I played the blues for seven holes, the whites for twelve. You know, that had a couple of
1: mulligans too.
4: He's like calculating his own slope rating.
1: Just so you guys know, Hannah had a huge Twitter rant about someone that asked her to move up T-Deck, so I thought that was getting personal for a second. But we'll leave that, that one could alone. Have
0: emotional.
1: <laughs> we'll let people venture off of them- by themselves to read that one.
3: Uh, Call, go ahead. All right, so uh, this is after nine, obviously, but after nine goes for a little quick turn. Dog Puts uh, the ketchup and mayo, but crushes it with his gloves still on. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm
4: like mortified. <laughs>
1: did you guys see john rom drink the water water Dude, with his that glove hand?
4: set me off
1: oh no so this is somewhat the same thing <laughs> it is kind of yeah.
4: that's exactly what i thought of when you said that because i was like no human being would do that and then i was like actually <laughs> <they could>. um <laughs> phil does <laughs> it all
2: the time with the glove on too yeah, that's what happens when you're a yeah. lefty it's crazy because you know, they,
3: they
4: probably just switch gloves like four times around so they don't care
3: I'll show you this. Um, this isn't for the this isn't for the listeners, but this is the old man crushing a turn dog with a glove on. Oh my
4: god.
1: <laughs> He's got better hair than you do. Is Get everything
4: okay at home? Like <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, that that picture actually helped me a lot. Okay, there that you, go. you was, go. That guy's like a 20 handicap.
1: Pretty That's accurate. <laughs>
4: but he does it every every weekend. He's out there doing it.
1: Loves it. it. <laughs> Cole, Cole we should have discussed this before Because we have somewhat a little bit of an overlap But I say never takes off their glove Between shots oh
4: The glove putter
1: one. The glove putter oh. glove putter Like Jack Nicklaus You mean the yeah. greatest, second greatest of all time
4: Yeah the only one who's ever done that Yeah that guy <laughs> um, Old
1: men still love it though They're like yeah I put, I'm like Jack I keep my glove on
4: Yeah you're just like Jack buddy. <laughs> That guy He's got to be decent because he thinks he's doing something right, so he, like, keeps doing it. So I would say that guy's, like, a nine.
1: Okay. You're All way right. too polite for this, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, do you have one for us by any chance? You can't mention the ones I mentioned previously, but maybe you've seen something in a pro am, or if you've played at Pebble another time or something like that where you've seen, like, wow, I can't believe this person's doing this. Or, or yeah. even
2: in college, like, you oh, get, to, get sure. to one of the terms, you're like, what is that girl doing right now?
4: In D1 golf and, like, professional, even D2 golf, nobody does anything, like, crazy. Like, everyone's good, you know? So, it's, like, very boring. But uh, I would say the one stereotypical thing that is really funny is, like, that guy, he comes out to the Pro-Am and he's going to, like, show everyone what's up because he's really good and he's the club champion and he has all custom blades with, like, tour spec shafts and he has a staff bag. Because he is so good, and he's got he's like nike out or like one branded out. Oh, it's the, the
1: worst guy. for amateur players. It's the oh, absolute the worst. The staff
4: bag is the best part.
1: Yeah, you got the yeah. staff bag,
3: all the same outfit. There's a lot to <laughs> dissect in this right now. Yeah,
2: that that's a tough one. I'm gonna take first crack at that. This guy, Club C's. I'm gonna go though. Club C's uh, is the B flight. It was a B flight for sure. So I'm thinking, okay, B flight, staff bag, he's taking a cart, all the same outfits, probably all wearing all the same color too, trying to be Ricky Fowler in this one. (laughs) I'm going to go, he's a a 14, and he tries to play the Saturday morning scratch game and donates his money every single week. He's a club C's (laughs) champ, Gibber. Yeah, have some respect, buddy. (laughs) I say he's
3: a one, but he fired an 82 that day.
0: <laughs> Love
1: uh, I'm gonna say, oh geez, uh, I was gonna say he's a single digit, so like I was gonna say less than five, but uh, he needs a good friend to sit him aside and tell him how to dress properly. Like the he guy just went, the he
3: went to uh, what a golf galaxy in the states, got the
1: outfit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, fit out. yeah. I want to look like uh, really maybe like, that model. Remember, <laughs> when all the Adidas guys in the Masters worn the same outfits each day oh, and they all matched so each weird. other like adidas what the fuck's going on over there like, kind of nike,
4: nike does that sometimes too like you'll see someone wearing something and then like the next day someone will be wearing the same thing and then uh, they'll get paired together for the last day and they're wearing the exact same color palette and you're like this was a mistake
1: yeah oh, or, or like even the nike lets patrick reed wear god. red on sunday sometimes oh my like,
0: god.
1: god he oh, said he was wearing that. blue He's not gonna comments. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: No oh comment. Um, okay. Gabriel, you want to add your yeah, little salt so, and pepper so to this, buddy? So
2: last last piece. So uh, we added the old What's Your Handicap segment called Judging the Book By Its Cover. So it's a video call here. So you got to look at all of us right now. And you have to describe how we play golf and what our
1: handicap is just by looking at us. Oh, no. <laughs> and Tom Selleck is calling. I'm Kari <laughs> and that's Jack with the glasses.
4: I feel like... okay Okay. colin uh you have a rowback hat so i know that you are very good at golf because you have good taste um oh wow hmm, i would say that you hit the ball pretty straight and occasionally you like to you know throw in a good send it but your course management is good you seem like you could break 80 pretty consistently so i would say you're single digit handicap
1: all right i like it. wow okay Right. We'll recap after we want to hear yeah, we wanna hear you you just go through them first.
4: <laughs> okay. Oh, this is difficult. Okay, Kari, I think um you are not wearing a hat and you're the only one of all of us right now not wearing one, which makes me think that you're not a true golfer. Okay. Um, because it kind of looks like the rest of us just came from the course and you didn't. So I would say you're probably the like all the time send it guy. <laughs> And I think if you get a short-ish par five, you're definitely going for it. Even if it means we're spraying it everywhere and it didn't, we actually ended up with a double bogey. It's okay because we sent it. Um, I think you guys are all pretty good at golf though. So I feel like you're probably also like around in the high 70s to mid 70s. You could probably put together a good round. So I'm going to say you're also a single digit handicap. Well, thank you. But you do live in a cold area, so that could change from dev- like season to season. So we have that's six like months her. golf
1: season. Just yeah, remember that at the end. <laughs>
4: um. Okay. Final. Final one. Let's see. You just had a kid, so you're not playing golf at all.
0: Um, so <laughs> your hand might be
4: different now than it's usually.
0: Probably better. But I
4: feel like you seem <laughs> yeah, like you're, totally you seem like <laughs> kind of like a golf nerd. So I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you know a lot of, like, details, and you keep, like, detailed stats on your scorecard, and, like, maybe you practice after the round, too.
2: Yeah, it's, e- no. it's easy with the fairways. You just don't hit them, so it's, it's, you don't have that checkmark.
0: <laughs>
4: oh, my God. Um, keep
2: going, please.
4: For some reason, you give me the vibe of, like, a recovery guy, so you hit these, like, you're like not mad when you hit it in the trees because you're like, I work the ball both ways. Don't worry about me. You're like the guy that hits it in the trees and then we're all on the green and somehow you like hit it through a window in the trees this big. And we're like, how did he do that? That's the vibe that I get. So I I would say that that you are probably... You give me the vibe of like a, a nine handicap
2: too. Ooh, I like that. Single digits still, so I'm happy with that. The tax just went up
3: to 90, 92% of guests have now called Gibber a nerd on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep using that, Gary? Because you got glasses? Do, do, I, do I still look nerdy? Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> oh my god that's unbelievable mackenzie hughes wears glasses he's on the pga too <laughs> yeah.
4: i mean i have glasses i'm not wearing them uh, right now
1: you know what for some reason the nerd thing just keeps recycling it's unbelievable <laughs> uh, joel damon i think colt knows i like, should have said,
4: yeah. said you seem like smart but i meant specifically like a golf nerd like hey, I feel you know like what you said
1: what friend. you said okay you said yeah. what you said.
2: It, it's um, funny i i've got the nerdy i've got the nerd i've i have got the you look like the guy that knows all the rules and you're always pulling out the rule books. So, cool, I
1: gotta no, change my look. Cool, I gotta no, high... like, it looks like you try really hard. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll quickly recap. I'm not going to give you away our handicaps because we're going to make you listen to one of our podcasts at some point. Uh, Colin breaks sevenly on a regular basis. He's a very good player. Uh, oh, Jack's nice. slightly behind him and I suck. So um, that's a good recap. Yeah. That's perfect. Let's get into quick nine. This is always my favorite segment and we don't want to do leave it to the end. So um, Gibber's going to start us off off answer these questions maybe as quick as possible maybe give us a little bit of a description if there is some explanation Gibber will do three uh simo will do three and then i'll do three and uh we'll move on cool all yeah. right give so us a
2: I, I always like to start off with a tough one all right gucci or
1: louis Ooh, look at those shoes in the background
4: as if i own anything from either one of those brands <laughs> like i'm a mini tour golfer i'm very poor um, nike or adidas nike
1: yeah, nice choice. Oh, nice. Get, all right, sorry. You got, you got to answer Gucci or
2: Louis though. What what's the one we're going with?
4: Probably Louis.
2: All right, all right. I like that. All right. How many they shots you got to like, give Freddy?
4: Louis Vuitton luggage that you see everywhere. That seems oh, pretty yeah. swag. Yeah, it's, it's out,
2: out of my that's range. True. <laughs> that's true. All right. How many shots you got to give Fred? Uh, Freddy.
4: Oh my gosh, that I have beaten him one time total.
2: That's so, all you need, um, really. He
4: gives me stroke sometimes he doesn't like to do that because he likes beating me but um zero <laughs> strokes
2: all right all right all right awesome. and uh what's your go-to sunday or final round colors mm.
4: um i am big into the all black thing Ooh, i really gary like Blair. an all Ooh, black
1: jimmy black walker color. Patrick yeah, yeah or gary, gary player
4: gary oh, player jimmy walker
1: <laughs> <laughs> just love gary fuck
4: i don't know like some i think it's because i read um an interview with sergio when i was like 14 when i was like learning golf stuff and sergio was like oh i love wearing black the heat really like charges me up and i was like me too like i want to be like that so then i just started doing like the all black thing i do like um I was really into ladybugs when I was little, so I used to wear a lot of red and black. That was like my power thing, but that's like so lame now because that's tiger. So like I don't do that anymore. But yeah. Oh, all black. I
1: can't wait till you're on the LPGA tour and you're wearing red and black or, it will or never, whatever. It I will never I will
4: respect. Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> no.
3: Okay, Cole, go ahead. All right, uh favorite place you've visited, whether it's for golf or not golf.
4: So I went on a golf trip to South Africa. Oh, with fred and it was a safari golf trip and it was this company called mahala tours and literally like one day you play golf at these like gorgeous places south africa has insane golf by the way no one knows well, they things.
1: have some insane players too that come out of there yeah
4: yes really yeah. good players out of south africa you know ernie Els is um someone uh, <laughs> you heard of him yeah so south africa was amazing uh the company is called mahala tours you can look it up but they do like a really cool mix of golf and safari so like one day we saw giraffes and then like the next day we got to play golf so sick super cool trip
1: the South Africa have that uh, the big elevated t shot and you hit towards yeah. the, the helicopter? Sheep. Did you play that yeah. by any chance? I
4: didn't, so I didn't okay. go to that course in particular. I think you have to book that pretty far in advance. But like yeah. oh. one of my friends did it, and he said the helicopter pilot on the way down likes to play a little joke on you, well, where he'll like oh. cut the engine or something, and then like drop.
1: You're getting like, that pilot secret. Yeah, thank for.
4: God I didn't do that because I would have killed someone
3: or oh, something. do they still give away a million dollars if you get a hole in one there
4: i don't even know if that's ever been a real thing it was no. i hope so yeah, it was.
1: yeah. that's, that's so where cool. my first ace is going to be <laughs> i've determined it. it's
4: like 300 yards i think right
1: yeah seven iron
4: yeah, yeah. Seven, iron, <laughs> seven iron
1: seven iron seven yeah.
4: iron well i mean you are like all of south africa is also like at elevation where we were playing so you do hit the ball pretty far there
1: Okay. Beauty. Cole, you'd finally keep up to me and Jacko, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> just
3: count them at the end. All right. We're going. <laughs> uh high soft cut four iron or a nippy wedge?
1: That's a good question, Cole.
4: I mean, uh, I love a good nippy wedge, but to me, you haven't you have a nip wedge when you like messed something up. Okay. Like that generally doesn't happen. I don't hit the ball super far, so it's not like I'm driving par fours and then I have a nippy wedge. So I like a high soft cut four iron.
3: I like it. That's mine wow. too. Yeah. Uh, it's a good
1: you deal. Know, you, a know, you know
4: you did it. You. I like at impact. You're like, that's so good.
1: Yes. You're just waiting for it to fall. Like it makes yep. its apex and then it just comes down. Yeah. I like that. And then uh, what's your
3: go-to post-round beverage of choice? Adult beverage of choice.
4: Adult beverage? I don't know if you guys know this, but I like don't drink
1: oh we didn't know that we've had so many get like we're probably about 50 percent yeah golfers
4: are like most of the time drinkers uh i think it's like a it's just like part of the culture of it but i um am a child at heart so if something doesn't taste good i like don't drink it
1: (laughs) i haven't tried white claws yet (laughs) i mean
4: but like also if i drink like a fruity drink I'm also five, three and like 125 pounds. So I'm going to get messed up pretty quickly. So I just avoid it all together.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Unless all right. I'm That's trying good. to like
4: really turn up. My regular post round drink um, is just a diet Coke. But if I was going to get an alcohol, um, it would probably be a transfusion because those are bomb. Oh,
1: cool. So good. Oh yeah. I don't have a clue what that is, but we could save that for part two. Um, yeah. my, my, my three are... Uh, Favorite movie, and this is an important one.
4: My favorite movie of all time is probably Age of Adeline, which is such a lame, girly response, but it's a sick movie.
1: Okay. And I have okay. a girl
4: crush on Blake Lively, so, so I'll probably I have
1: a man <laughs> crush on her. Is yeah, it, is everyone it, is it who you like? Is it the man part, or is it the girl part? I don't know. I'm confused. Um, but, yeah, I've never even heard of that movie, so we'll, we'll keep moving on. Uh, most <laughs> annoying thing a playing partner can do?
4: I did have one girl that I'm, like, not very – I don't like conflict, so I probably wouldn't even say anything if this continued to happen. But when I was That's playing – That's not what
1: 2019 Q School said.
4: I said it in a nice way. I'm
1: kidding. I'm uh, kidding.
4: I would say – there was a girl I played with once, and she was super sweet, which made it even worse. She had, like, brand-new Foot Joy DNAs and, like, was just walking all around the green everywhere and, like, kind of in my through line a lot.
1: And
4: inside of my heart, I was very annoyed about it, but I wasn't going to say anything. So my boyfriend had to step in and be like, hey, just so you know, like you're messing up literally everyone's line with your huge spikes. So like maybe just
1: the through line or through your actual line.
4: Through that our actual sense. lines, too. I think oh, she okay. didn't. It was like, I mean, there was four of us, and she wasn't like a super seasoned professional, so it was obviously an accident. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's like one of the worst things. Because that like that was before you could fix spike marks, too. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, cool, there's like a mountain in my line now. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that.
3: There was that one, and then Jake brought up last week, give her you weren't here, but it's when the, the early walk, when you're like putting, or yeah. the, the early, uh, you're about to hit, and they just like take that I, step, you're like, Give me a minute. I don't
4: really do the early walk because I'm scared of jinxing it. I don't super mind when people do it because I'm like, I'm, at least somebody's feeling themselves. You know, golf is hard. <laughs> like, I'm glad you're enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Jake was talking about when you're playing partner yeah. does the early walk for, like, when you when hit you're a tee trying shot, like, you're at the back and you see them step, like, Like about your
0: putt,
3: yeah, like Like, you're putting and then they walk to like get to their ball. They're like early, yeah. Yeah.
4: That doesn't super bother me.
3: No, okay. You just don't have good peripheral vision. (laughs) Is when
4: (laughs) when you hit a putt and you know that it's like just barely not going to go in and you're hoping that like maybe it still falls and somebody goes great putt and it's oh. like flips out I, I literally want to stab them
1: yeah i i hate that as well it's like the wow <laughs> every time you hit a tee shot right away it's like we don't even know where the ball is going yet
4: yeah so you and just look at it like,
1: and say get your lips off my ball <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Dude.
4: you'll be like hey you, you jinxed me like thinking yeah. that's gonna make them stop and then they like, do it again you're like this i'm gonna kill you
1: yeah. Doing on purpose it's called competitive edge. And my last one, uh, junior girl, girl golfer, um, one tip or piece of advice you can give them either going to college or trying to professional game.
4: I would tell them, um, hit it as hard as you can all the time. Because I remember when I was first playing golf and people told me to swing smooth. That's literally BS. I think it's the oh, worst man. advice you can give any player, whether it's a girl or a guy. Um, I think you should hit it. Just send it all the time because there's a certain window when you're young where you can build speed and it is much harder when you're older to build in like explosive movement and speed and stuff. So like that's something I wished I had done earlier. So if there was any little girl out there whose coach is like swing smooth and just like dink it out there, tell them they're wrong.
2: That I, I, was I an couldn't agree more. awesome answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Give her so your little, when you were a little girl, you exceeded in that swing speed area. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got a, a big old ass. Um, <laughs> Cole, co- co- what direction do you want to head in? Uh, now? You know
3: what? You, you kind of brought up college. I, I'm interested to, uh, to talk about your kind of college days. I know that you first went to Sonoma State, then transferred over to Nevada. So kind of walk through what led to the first decision to go to Sonoma State and then the transfer.
4: Yeah. So, um, I picked up golf obviously pretty late. So I had been playing for when I was starting to talk to schools and stuff, my junior year, I had only been playing like four years at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not like coaches were like banging on my door. I also didn't play in any like AJGA or ranking events, um, because they were super expensive and my family couldn't really afford stuff like that when I was in high school. So we played in like first tee stuff, Mm -hmm. local stuff and high school events. So I um, figured out that playing college golf might be a possibility. And I kind of emailed every single coach that I could think of. Awesome. And yeah. uh, you, when you like do all of this stuff, there's, you can buy access to this website that gives you every college coach's email in the country. So oh, like wow. my parents did that. And then I sent out emails just all day long, every day being like, hi, I really want to play for you. And one of the coaches that responded was Sonoma State. And it was two hours away from home, which was nice. It was, like, far enough, but not too far. And I ended up being really, really happy that I went there because I had a couple schools that were Division One I that I, were interested in me and I got offers to. But I felt like I really wouldn't improve unless I got to travel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to get to travel at a school where girls are shooting 75. Like, I just won't. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough yet. So I ended up going to Sonoma, and I got to travel – basically every week my team was super super good while I was there so we won a lot which was a great confidence builder for me we got to go to nationals which is like a once in a lifetime thing that never happens um and then I my sophomore year I ended up dropping it was either seven or eight strokes off my scoring average from freshman year to sophomore year so like a huge huge jump and I was like maybe I could like actually do this um, so I talked to my coach about it and we found that my little brother was going to University of Nevada and he had a really good scholarship. My little brother was very good when he was a junior golfer, much better yeah. than me. So oh.
0: we'll
4: yeah, get him on started. next week. <laughs> he uh, I don't even like I can't even think of a stat of like he's he won a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was definitely not like the shining child in our family. Um but he, he was like, why don't you talk to my coach and see if their women's team, like we could go together. And he's exactly two years younger than me. So I was a junior, the coach ended up really liking me and they wanted to have like a brother sister pair. So we got to go to school together. Um, and so I transferred to Nevada. I got to play division one golf, which was big on my bucket list because I thought that that was like a tick in the box for playing professional golf. I was like, They all do this, so I should do this. So um, I got to play in Division One, which was very cool because the girls that are on the LPGA now are girls that were like in my conference. Like Haley Moore, I used to compete against her all the time.
1: Yeah, she's a phenomenal player too. Holy, absolute
4: baller! And like Maria Fassi. So all of those. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I mean, I got to like interact with these girls who are like top tier players, which was awesome. So um yeah it was great I'm really glad with how my college like how it ended up going I wouldn't really change anything because Sonoma changed a lot about me and I grew a lot and then Nevada was like reality check you're gonna have to grind and so it was really good what was
3: your favorite uh, favorite experience at Nevada other than the casinos obviously (laughs) (laughs) I
4: hate casinos and I'm really not I'm not a gambler but um hmm Probably my favorite, the difference between Division Two and Division One golf, um, the scores aren't super different from the tier that I was in at D2 because we were a pretty good school to D1, but they treat you like a professional athlete. Like University of Nevada, you get gear, you get food made for you, you have workouts every day, you have access to a physio, they take care of literally everything, um, so you get to really focus on being like a student athlete. And that was one thing that I was really happy about being a division one student, because it's a whole different deal at division two. It's more like, Oh, you're a student here and you play golf on the side. All that stuff comes first. Um, but at Nevada, they, they take care of every part of you. They have a lot more money, but yeah.
3: So this is one that uh, Gibber usually throws in. So when you guys are rolling up to your tournament, what's your roll up song? (laughs)
4: Um, so my, my uh best friend at sonoma and i we used to have this thing where we would go into our alter egos because beyonce has an alter ego when she performs and she <laughs> turns into this like absolute badass and we were like we need to do that so we had uh i was hannah fierce and she was sarah fierce and um ladybug we listened- costumes on she <laughs> <We> literally <laughs> listened to uh what is that like main That's like eminem's main song that everyone knows um
1: lose yourself
4: yeah yeah lose yourself middle, every yeah. tournament it was the only song we would put it on repeat and just listen to it the whole way to the event so yeah that's the go-to
2: nice
1: <laughs> that's been all you have a great memory except yeah.
4: he is when he says "mom spaghetti we thought that he said "arm spaghetti <laughs> like like your arms are shaking so we always said arm spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: <funny. laughs> that's awesome
2: so one question I want to ask uh like that's that's, an, that's amazing but how was the transition like you said you had such a positive experience at Sonoma and then when you're looking to transition to University of Nevada normally I mix that up but uh did your coach at Sonoma help you like make that transition
4: so, uh, his name is Val, and he is, like, the sweetest human being on this planet. He was the men's coach and the women's coach. Um, and the men's team was really, really good, actually, random fact. They won nationals, I think, in 2009. Uh, wow. So, Val, Val's kind of seen, like, a whole spectrum of really good players. Um, and he kind of understood, I think, that I, I told him, I don't feel like I'm going to get better unless I have to. Like, I'm just the type of person where I – I wouldn't do it if I was a big fish in a small pond. Um, And he kind of understood that. So I had to have the talk about like getting released and he was super Mm. nice about it. He was obviously sad to see me go, but I also was like, Mm. Hey, I can't really Mm. afford to stay here when this school is offering me this scholarship. Mm. Um, I didn't have the best scholarship at Sonoma and going to school in California is super expensive. So when Nevada gave me the offer, I was like, I don't really have a choice. Yeah. To be gotcha.
0: um,
4: he was super sweet about it. He helped me all along the way. We still keep in touch a little bit. Um, I'll probably play in the alumni tournament someday. That would be fun. But yeah, the transition was definitely uh, weird. It's, it's just mm-hmm. different. Like the culture of the teams is very different. At Sonoma, everyone was, um, it's kind of like, oh, do you have a test today? Okay, then you can skip practice. At Nevada, you don't get to skip practice you're probably going to be late for your classes if you don't get all of your practice done. Like it's just a little different mindset. So that was one thing I really had to get used to, but I loved it because at Sonoma I was always disappointed that people weren't as serious as me. And at Nevada, everyone's on the same page like this is your top priority so it was awesome that's
1: awesome awesome cool that's cool to hear. uh yeah instead of student athlete it's athlete student normal <laughs> yeah sure it's switch like, them up.
4: there's like student athlete and then there's like athlete student
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They, they bridge the gap um let's get into a little bit of equipment talk because i noticed you do have some uh some affiliates with equipment and maybe golf ball if i'm not mistaken so two big ones are mizuno golf and bridgestone um yep can you explain your relationship with them and maybe what your golf bag looks like right now, if you're familiar with the equipment you play?
0: <laughs> yes. So like some people don't <laughs> know
1: you, we asked like, uh, uh, Mackenzie Hughes, they're like, I don't know, like whatever they <laughs> give know. me. Yeah,
4: some people. I'm like, don't this really, is your craft. Some people don't care to know. Yeah. Um, I know most of it, but I also am not good at like, if you asked me, can I buy your shafts? I wouldn't be able to, like, I'd have to go look at exactly what the specs are. Okay. Um, that's like not, Jack Then I know what they are. I can tell you right now, but <laughs> okay. there are some things that I don't super know. Um, Maybe just
1: roll through the bag. Are you like 14 clubs Mizuno right through? Cause they're making a really good putter now.
4: Yeah. So I don't have the Mizuno putter because they're sold out.
1: Oh wow. They're literally. <sighs> you sold should out. be on the priority list. The, I. That's what, what I
4: said. I know. Yeah. No, they're going to get me one eventually, but I haven't okay. really pushed it. Um, I'm Mizuno through the bag at the moment. I have um, the new ST200 j- driver.
0: Yeah, her equipment like, things.
4: Yeah, it's awesome. I know Mizuno's not really known for their woods, um. So when we signed with them, that was one of our first things we wanted to like figure out. And I just loved their driver. They have three models of it, so there's kind of one that works for everyone. Um, but I love the driver, the woods. It's the not a marketing
1: one, pitch. It's actually our equipment <laughs> segment So here, keep going.
4: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I like love everything that they make. So. That's a good thing.
1: Like, right? so this is at least you know what you're hitting. let's Keep yeah. going through the bag.
4: So the woods are ST200, the new hybrids are the same. Um, and then I have the JPX 919 forged irons, which nice. are like the, they have a forged iron and then a tour iron, which is like a mm-hmm. hot metal blade. And I love them. They're, I'll probably won't change ever. They're, no, they they're really phenomenal.
1: Great. A the lot track, of PGA tour players not under contract are playing that 919 tour. I
4: know. Yeah. yeah. Which is super impressive. Um, yeah the shafts that i have in there are the kbs um, they're like an 85 gram graphite i believe i was in steel previously and i was just so impressed by how these graphite shafts like perform mm-hmm. for some reason there's like a stigma around graphite shafts that i was kind of a little nervous to switch to them but i love them
1: same um, bryson swinging bryson swinging them i know yeah, <laughs> yeah she You're has me. a quicker swing speed than you, will call. <laughs>
4: they're making a lot of strides with graphite so i'm pretty impressed and then i yeah. have the mizuno t20 wedges um
0: yeah.
4: which are great wedges obviously mizuno has always been pretty good in that department and then i use a sick putter um which is oh, all bryson person. oh
1: yeah yeah Those commercials are killing me i'm not a huge <laughs> bryson guy like i understand i appreciate what he's doing with that uh how's the putter is it decent
4: honestly so this is kind of weird i used to use a taylor putter and you know how sometimes putters just like expire for you and there's nothing like wrong with it, but you're like, I think I need to change. For I putter for me. I literally stole this putter from Frederick and okay. uh, I was like, can I use this? And he was like, okay. So I cut it down and just like, love it. It's like a half mallet. I don't know what their like models are called, but it's just like a half mallet um, kind of blade bladey looking putter. It's super clean looking and it sets up really nicely for me. So I just love it.
1: Yeah, and for the listeners, it's like the progressive face. So if you hit it lower on the face, it rolls quicker because yeah, the loft like, is a little bit less. Yeah, exactly. This if, yeah. For those that don't watch the Golf Channel ever, because it's on <laughs> there every single commercial. <laughs> and uh, Bridgestone Golf, they're, obviously you're playing their golf ball. Um, yes. I, I experimented with the Bridgestone a little bit earlier this year. Um, somewhat mixed reviews, I think. I think it's like a premium golf ball, but I haven't quite got used to the with it with the driver. It spins a little bit more for me. Which What's ball your... did you try? I did the S. So the the,
0: the
4: X S.
1: Yeah, the X S. Um,
4: What's your? Swing I love ball? it
1: with the around one fourteen. Call you.
4: One thing I play one, one fourteen
1: one fifteen.
4: I play the RXS. Yeah. Um, which is the Freddie Couples ball? Lower swing speed high spin, um, high launch. It's a really good ball. But there is one really cool thing that Bridgestone does. It's called V-Fit. They will okay. send you a ball, a box of balls. If you upload a video of yourself with your swing, they'll give you all of your numbers, like swing speed. Well, all they might
1: your... sign me then. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that. V-Fit, you said. Sorry.
4: Yeah. So they'll give yeah. you all your numbers, and then they'll just send you balls to try.
1: Oh, cool. Wow. Because I really- did, I did experiment them. I, I, it was two dozen. I, I only went through two of them, in about maybe ten rounds. And I just, I, I just gravitate towards the Pro B, whether it's like just like looking down at it. But Bridgestone is going to be the ultimate. and it wasn't the new version of it. They, it was the older version oh. of the XS. Um, yeah. so I've heard nothing but good things about the newer one as well. I'm, I'm on the fence, but I, I'm this close. I needed you to sell it just this much more.
4: I mean, the main <laughs> things that I really like about Bridgestone when we first signed with them. I got to go to the factory and see like how everything's made and like the attention to detail there is absolutely insane. I think they have like over 300 checkpoints that every ball goes through. And like we literally saw them throw away a batch because one of the balls was bad. Like they do not mess around with that stuff. There's literally a human being that touches every single golf ball before it goes into a box. They, their whole system is absolutely insane. They also are a vertically integrated company fancy um because Bridgestone the tire company owns the rubber yeah they are so literally they have access to all of this crazy technology and their manufacturing process is super streamlined so it's just easier for me to trust a golf ball when I've seen like literally that every single golf ball is perfect
1: I, yeah, I would never argue the consistency, one, because Tiger plays in. I've heard stories of him at like, a, it was either the Shinnecock, couldn't have been, yeah, it was Shinnecock actually going into the pro shop and grabbing a sleeve off the shelf and playing a practice round with them. So so I, I think their toll answers yet. are tighter than probably any other company. Uh-huh. Well, Obviously, and Tiger is there. actually,
4: I don't know, if, a lot of people don't know this, but Tiger's been playing a Bridgestone ball almost his whole career because Bridgestone yeah. used to make those Nike balls.
1: I did. I did read wow. that. Yeah. And I, but you don't know what's true and what's not true. Sometimes on the internet, I do like following so, equipment forums, it's but
4: weird. Yeah. So when I yeah. went to the when I went to the plant, they have the Nike balls laid out, like yeah. they have the evolution of their ball. So they yeah. have like all these random Nike and preset balls. And you're like, they're like, Oh, yeah, we make those. <laughs>
1: Or in the Ryder Cup when uh, Tiger plays with Kucher and uses Kucher's ball and is comfortable with it, it's just like oh, I okay, I kind of yeah, yeah kind of know what's going on here. But that yeah. that, that was fantastic, yeah, nice insight. Enough. You do know yeah. your equipment better than a lot of PGA Tour pros. So that's yeah. We, uh, we hope
3: the Bridgestone guy wears hand sanitizer, continuously puts on hand sanitizer if he's touching every ball. And Curry, for your swing speed at one fifteen, man, how do you hit it so short?
1: that's what happens when you miss the middle call i didn't know i didn't know uh
3: (laughs) we're gonna get right into our fan segment as you as you saw we went on instagram we do this every time i'm gonna pick like four or five and we're gonna jump right into it so i'm gonna pop it up here um what makes the perfect day on the golf course for you
4: um i like i prefer afternoon golf um so like if I can go work out and have like a good breakfast and stuff and then get to the course at like noon, I really like a good warm up. Um, I can't go to the course and just tee off anymore. I used to do that when I was like in high school and now I just everything sucks. So I want a good solid warm up, some good time on the putting green. And then it's always fun to just get a cart and like play nine holes and then go around again and play whatever holes you want and just keep going. It's really nice now too because in california the sun doesn't set till like almost nine o'clock so you can stay out there for a really long time yeah. um so that's like the perfect day a diet coke in like 27 holes is i a love pretty it good
3: day. uh <laughs> nice. dream foursome and where would you play
4: oh i really want to play with tiger i have a lot of questions um i would love to play with annika i have a lot of questions for her
0: yeah.
1: too or Lorena um, Ochoa oh she was yeah
4: just honestly any of those like top tier female athletes i have a lot of questions for and then probably michael jordan would be in my foursome because like just mental toughness yeah. wise and after watching the dance like what a cool person mm-hmm. to get a perspective from um and where would we play probably augusta because like when yeah, am yeah. i ever going to get <laughs> to play there
3: Easy, yeah. answer, Easy, really. answer. Yeah. Easy I yeah. love it. Well, yeah. we got, uh, we got Pendy's caddy, Taylor Pendris caddy asking for your phone number, but you have a boyfriend. So we'll skip over that.
0: <laughs> <It's her>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who was your swing coach in college?
4: Um, so I've actually been with the same swing coach since high school. Uh, his name's Phil Dawson. He, you may know someone named Cameron champ. He coached him for our, most of his junior career. Maggie's. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. A lot of really good junior players come from Sacramento. Um, so Phil is like one of the main coaches that works with a lot of those guys, awesome. especially when we were all younger. So, yeah, Phil Dawson. Awesome.
3: Cool. And uh, last one. Uh, this is for younger. How, how do you hit bombs?
1: What, what?
4: How do you hit bombs? Well, first you have to have amazing calves.
1: <laughs> oh, darn. I'm old.
4: Was... How do you hit bombs? I mean, I don't uh... – hit a ton of bombs but i do hit straight bombs so i would say if you want to hit it if you want to swing faster the only way to do that is to practice swinging faster like it doesn't matter what you do in the gym or whatever you do outside of golf you have to actually practice sending it so that
3: gotcha love it well Gibber's still on uh, paternity leave so gibber feel free to jump off buddy we got a couple more
2: <laughs> yeah, i
1: saw you getting shit <laughs> in the background there
2: yeah <laughs> the well, H- Hannah, i do yeah it was a great great to chat with you we'll and finish her uh, off i'll let right, the boys yeah. continue
1: from here
4: <laughs> bye <laughs> nice meeting you
1: love bye. you gibber
3: we, we <laughs> don't have too much longer for you hannah um no kari uh zurich
1: i i Okay. Yeah. I was actually going to quickly ask about the heart rate on John wrong. Okay. I, I saw you uh, tweet about that today. I thought that was super cool. Maybe what's one other thing the PGA Tour should do, maybe with their coverage or with their commentary, that you think would up the viewing level experience a little bit more? Because uh, all three of us, or two of us now, and Gibber are huge golf fans. Uh, we play the sport, we watch the sport more than any other person. And sometimes it lacks that little bit of extra little oomph that you need when you're watching coverage. Uh, can you think of another thing or maybe heart rate oh, uh, monitors that, on all the players?
4: I can think of a few things. It would be okay. really nice to see a woman's perspective on PGA tour golf. That would be really nice.
1: Well, uh, um, sorry. There, there has been a, Oh, I'm going to blank on Christina the name. Kim. And I'm, Christina Kim's been, I doing it and she's been phenomenal.
4: I, she, w- there's not a better person to do it. I mean, Michelle, we oh. did an awesome job too, with the events that she commentated. Honestly, it would just be nice to have that perspective. I've always loved Dottie Pepper because she, like, is an actual good player. So when they do let her talk, it's always nice to hear, like, her input. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I would love to hear more women around. I would also love a mixed doubles event. That would be so fun if they would do, like, a men and women's thing. Um, Especially after we saw, like, all of those little charity events they did during quarantine. And there was, like, an extreme lack of female presence there. Um, it would be super cool to have women more in the mix. Uh, and I also wish like the cool thing about with dating Frederick is that like he's friends with a lot of these guys that are on the cusp of like corn fairy to pJ tour status. So yep. I would love to see more coverage of these guys who are like on the cut line because really? like their yeah. life is about to change like yeah. whether it's a good outcome or a bad outcome like this is the most pressure is on those guys so i wish we could see more of that stuff because we know some of those guys
1: so, so yeah thank you and um i actually i want to comment on two of those very quickly because we interview guys that are somewhat on the line a lot of the times too and like uh, quite a few corn Ferry tour players and then guys that have just got their pga tour card um we care about how they perform. And that, that shot on down 18 means a lot more to them than watching Rory make a six birdie of the day. We noticed like when our when our boy Mac Hughes was about to shoot 59 or had a putt for 59, they're showing Rory on PGA Tour. I understand they have a marketing thing to do as well. They're showing him tap in for par on 13. Like that made us that made us really upset. And then, sorry, your second point, uh, the the combined, the mix, maybe have mixed teams or something like that because we already – have the Solheim Cup, the Ryder Cup, President's Cup, stuff like that. But the European tour did a great thing last year where yeah, they did the Jordan. combined, uh, yeah, uh, uh, ladies and men's combined, different tees, same golf course, everyone crammed in together. It, it's possible. And I think we're going in that direction. But I remember, and I've mentioned on this podcast before, Jeff Ogilvy had like a, a really worded uh, interview where he went yeah. up on the stand right off the cusp and he talked about the girls game in golf. And and we like interviewing girls, obviously. We started with Kayla, we have you. We're trying to build that that resume. He went up there and he's like, you have no idea how good these girls play the game I mean,
4: called him out. And I love Jeff Ogilvy for that. And Francesco uh, Molinari has been a huge advocate right. for it too. And yeah. saying, like, the, it's no different. Like the girls and the guys want the same thing. They're, They're better. The They're thing.
1: better without as much, maybe swing speed in some certain areas. They're better golfers as far as how to play the game correctly. It's
4: just different, right? Like it's yeah. two very different styles of golf. Um, and like, I wish that more people got to see it because even at my level, even at like the lower mini tours and Symmetra tour level, those LPGA girls will come play in our tournaments. And it is so cool to
1: watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a debate on the internet, like whatever, some guy I said he know. was like, uh, we don't have to go too much into it. Cause it's like the guy's delusional, but like, I think, uh, people are commenting on it and then one guy's like, listen, I'm a plus five handicap. I went in this tournament where a LPGA tour was playing. She shot 67 and beat me by five on the golf course. It was playing that difficult. Same team. I'm like,
4: well, I mean, that guy, like that tweet was hilarious for many reasons, but mainly, And the problem is I usually don't respond to those things and most people don't, but the problem. Did I read that on
1: yours? Is that what I'm getting at? And I don't think so. I think I just read that just on the feed. A
4: lot of people just were commenting on it. And like, usually you just leave those alone. But the my problem with that is that that's how a lot of people feel. And that's literally like the shared delusion that a lot of people have about the LPGA is like, Oh, they play too short. They don't hit it far. I'm not interested in watching it. And that's why we have to make it clear, like, you don't know how good these girls are.
1: But do you think they are actually golfers that say that? Because we'll disclose it. We're all under three handicaps on the podcast or whatever. And none of us think that about the game of golf. So are are the people that are actually saying that that actually golfers or have played with girls that can golf?
4: So good players generally know. And I think it's because good players have played with women before who are good. Um, or they've at least recognized good golf when they see it on TV, but I can't, I literally can't tell you the amount of pro-am parties I've gone to where people will be like, Oh, I wish I could watch women's golf, but it's just not the same. Like, it's so boring. It's they're not really doing the same things as like, whatever reason it is. My favorite one that I've heard so far is someone told me, Oh, I would watch more women's golf, but there's just no attractive American girls on there. (laughs) And I'm like. First of all, don't say that to me. Second of all, like, say that to your boys. Don't say that to a girl who wants to be on the LPGA someday. And then secondly, like, um, Paula Creamer won a U.S. Open. At an extremely young age, and you weren't watching her then either. So no, you had, <laughs> I, you I had was watching.
3: <laughs> what, what would you like to see? I mean, you mentioned, we, we mentioned about kind of the men's game, like with the women's game. What would you like to see change to maybe take it so people would gain more interest in watching it? or Or they would do a better job of just showcasing it so more people would get introduced to it?
4: So one thing that I think the European tour has done an insanely good job of on the men's side and the women's side that the PGA and LPGA haven't really done is their content is awesome. Whoever's
1: running that account. phenomenal job! Whoever
4: is like the social media coordinator for the European tour, like has my heart because they do such a good job. They showcase the personality of these players so well you get very attached to them because you learn more about them. I mean, it's hard to get attached to someone when you know nothing about them. But if you hear these girls' stories, you're like, wow, like this is remarkable. She's so good. It's so cool. I wish they would do more of that. Um, Just kind of showing like the background stories of these girls, like they might not be American, but that's even more impressive. They uprooted literally everything to come here and play golf. So I wish those stories were more capitalized on. And I think the current LPGA commissioner is doing a really good job of moving things in that direction. He's a
1: good well-spoken guy too. He's awesome.
4: And he, you can tell that he's grinding and like really believes in the LPGA. So I think it's coming. And I also think that we need to get the idea out of our heads that like men's golf has always been this super cool, glamorous thing to watch because a newsflash, no one really cared about golf until Tiger Woods. I'm sorry to break it to everyone. But it wasn't that mainstream or exciting until he was on the scene. So,
1: Arnold Palmer was pretty cool. Come on. Yeah.
4: No, of course. But it is still pretty nuanced. Like, yeah. you can say <laughs> Tiger Woods to a non-golfer, and they're never yeah. going to be like, who's that? Um, I so see what you you have to market it properly, right? Like, it's not just going to happen. And I think the LPGA is working on it, and the content and just the way that we can, like, look at these players could be a lot better in my I mind. I
1: agree. Oh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, Yeah, I mean, I didn't want that. I didn't expect that question to go in that many directions. I apologize. But uh, that's a very good answer. And, like, I, I keep coming back to the European tour thing. But, like, I mean more so the men's side of things if we're talking about men and women's as far as marketing their players the the hundred shot hole-in-one challenge or keep hitting till you get a hole-in-one that uh, one's they did, so
4: fun to watch
1: yeah it is. and like within 20 minutes you know a lot about that guy and like you see a different side of them than you would see on tv but that's what people want like because like we're stuck in this like uh especially even the the pga tour and lpga tour you kind of get in a groove of watching where you don't necessarily have to Watch until the peak times you could sit on your phone yeah, so on sunny. the couch and then look up at the proper times. If they keep things fresh and like a little bit different, if they keep updating it, me and call have talked about it previously. Um, I think that it would do a great job. And the European tour is slightly ahead, or the European side of things, I should say. uh yeah. both men's and women's is a little ahead. Um, I guess one last question, Cole. We're, we're, we're getting very close to the end. Um, we always ask, um the Zurich Classic has a, is a tournament on the PGA Tour where you get to bring a partner and you get walk-up music and stuff like that. Now, Sunday Red Podcast eventually, because we're still very new as you, as you mentioned earlier, we're bringing that to the LPGA Tour. We're making a team event for the LPGA Tour with walk-up music, both on the first tee and the 10th tee, because they don't do it on the 10th tee for some reason when you tee off the back. Who would your partner be on the LPGA Tour and what would your walk-up <laughs> song be?
4: Danielle Kang, she seems so cool.
1: Yeah, she's dating I Maverick think... McNeely, is she not?
4: Yes, oh, yeah, and that's not even it. the most interesting thing about her.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's just <laughs> <laughs> what's the most interesting thing about Danielle Kang?
4: She's a baller.
1: Oh yeah, she's, she's
0: good.
4: She's another one that it's super cool because she markets herself well on social media. Like her social media is like very personal, yeah. um, so I really like that. She'd definitely be my partner. She seems very sassy, okay. and uh, oh, what would our song be? yeah well i would have to choose eminem obviously but like she needs some input on this as well we'd probably pick like an old classic rock song you know like back in black or something oh i
1: like that yeah Yeah, that's not that's not too bad especially if you guys were wearing that the the black black. uh the black get up like you guys were saying that's your
4: no problem
1: so you get a song each day is what we're saying and come sunday when you guys are in contention we're going back in black I think that's how it works out right either back
4: in black or thunderstruck like anything acdc is going to be pretty solid
1: that's weird because i mentioned that the other day to you call about uh hell's bells coming out to that would be awesome
4: Hell's bells is a banger too
1: (laughs) i know they're all good (laughs) anyway hannah we can't thank you enough for coming on um we knew you from the social media side of things. You gave us a whole other insight on stuff we didn't know. And your your knowledge on the game, uh, both on what's happening, what should happen, as, has blown me away. And your opinions, uh, we value them so much. And I think you gave our listeners such an insight on, 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 on some great advice. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Hopefully one day we can get you back on. Um, in the future, it doesn't have to be right away. Hopefully, we'll have a few guests in between. Um, but we we wish you the best in your golf career. We'll be following you like crazy. So please let us know when you're playing an event. We'd love to follow along the, the leaderboards. And uh, we wish you the best of luck.
4: I will. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was fun.
1: Thanks, Hannah. That was great. Awesome. And with that golf swing, we have, we have no doubt you'll be there in no time.
3: And there you have it, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, as always, hit that subscribe button. Share this out with someone you feel like would enjoy today's episode. Also, if you didn't see on Instagram, please send in your favorite, whether they're funny or heartwarming golf stories. We want to share them here on the podcast. You can email us directly, sundayredpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, keep on swinging.